0: Hello, Hello? <laughs> Welcome back to And also with Kathy and Christine What if I just did this whole thing in British accent Please Ooh, No Please. I don't want to alienate our UK listeners What up No no, no. I'll try No uh, No m- maybe <laughs> I might if you hear it then I, That means I'm trying it So we are on chapter 3 Of Life and Death Which is Twilight Reimagined Where um the human is Beau. He's a boy, and Edith is the vampire, and she's Edward. Um, I keep saying that because I don't know if people are, you know, like I feel like people know Twilight, but I don't know if everyone knows about Life and Death because actually I've heard of. Uh, I I think I told someone who didn't know, and she loves Twilight. So I was just like, yeah. Who loves Twilight? <laughs> <laughs> That's real spicy talk for someone. Hey, hey, (laughs) for someone who is is, hey, nope, not gonna try it. Um, (laughs) for someone who is like doing a podcast disparaging Twilight, sure. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm I'm only gonna do the accent for words that I know I can do, so I don't sound like an idiot. More of an idiot. Okay. All right, that that sounds like a good plan. (laughs) Annette. So, um, so this is chapter three. It's phenomenon. This is when the the car crash happens, um, or the almost car crash. There's a lot of differences that we're going to be going over um, between how Bo reacted to everything that happened and versus how Bella reacted. A lot of the stuff still is just the same. So like Bo wakes up and he sees that it's snowing or there's snow, but that um the water that rained the day, <laughs> the water that rained the rain from the previous day had turned to ice. One thing that I will say is that she actually like there's a one part at the beginning uh in the forward where she says that she edited some of the stuff she edited was because it was like badly rain and she wanted to edit it to make it better and so this is one of those examples where he says um Charlie had left for work before I got downstairs in a lot of ways living with Charlie was like having my own place and I found myself enjoying the space rather than feeling lonely and Bella said that she found herself reveling in the aloneness without feeling lonely. So that is definitely an upgrade because <laughs> you remember that? What a yeah, stupid well, line. No, for sure. So now he makes this weird point that Bella didn't make and I think it's specifically because he is a boy and Stephanie the way that Stephanie Meyer relates to women and women versus and she makes a lot of like cases of women versus women. Mm-hmm. Um very early on, like this, this is the third chapter. He talks about how he can't stop thinking about Edith And he says, which is very stupid, he says, maybe a few of the other girls were intrigued by the novelty of the new kid, but Edith wasn't a Michaela or an Erica. I was well aware that my league and her league were spheres that did not touch. Now, Bella did say that her and Edward's leagues did not touch. Yeah. But she didn't say he was no Mike and he was no Eric. Right. She didn't make that comparison. The implication is that their spheres touched, and you know what I'm saying? Like, the implication is that they're they're in they're in my um like they're she's in, in their league. league like she's in their league like like they because she says she's he's out of her league wait no <laughs> no yeah, what I'm, I'm saying is that bo is saying that they're in, he he's in their league yeah or whatever but they're in his league you whatever. know what i'm he saying they all them. play the same sport is what i'm saying <laughs> um like basically saying that like you know they're they're an eight maybe right <laughs> and he's an eight but he is like a, i don't know eight is probably kind of high actually they're, like, a four. Is that too low now? And it doesn't <laughs> matter. The point is, he's saying that Michaela and Erica um, are girls that are, like, attainable, for lack of a better word, for him, yeah. whereas Edith is not. Yeah. He didn't have to say that. He like, didn't have to. <laughs> First why of I all, also, Erica, all Erica did was say hi to you, like, one time. Exactly. Nothing has happened with Erica since, to, like, nothing. Why nothing. You, why are you throwing my girl Erica's name in this mess? it has got nothing to do. And all Michaela did, Michaela. Listen, Michaela hasn't even been weird with him. No, he's he's not like, in the way that Mike was weird with Bella. He called her like slightly territorial, but also it's just it's it's a different vibe than how Mike was being. Because Mike was being Mike was being territorial, and he was kind of like doing dibs. Yeah, right. But with Mike, he would talk badly about Edward just because Edward showed her a little bit of attention or whatever. Right. Like Michaela, at no point, all Michaela said was like, "Oh, you luck, you got you got paired up with Edith." Yeah. There's there's no. There's no malice in Michaela that I feel existed in Mike. Yes. And I don't know if that's like, maybe it's just, it's going to come out later, but that it doesn't exist right now. So like, why do you feel this need to be like comparing them anyway? Yeah. I was just like, why did she make this comparison between Edith and Michaela and and Erica? I mean, I know why, because because the same way that, sorry, the same way that she wanted to make Edward like... The most amazing, the most special. She's doing that with Edith, but it's like the only way she can knows how is by putting other women down. Exactly. I mean, like Edith is better simply because she's better than these two, and she didn't do that with Edward. She didn't. I just was just better because he own. was all beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, But I also feel like here, when when he mentions she wasn't a Michaela or an Erica, he's saying specifically maybe some of the other girls were like intrigued by him. Edith is not like them, so there's no reason for her to be intrigued by him in the way that they were. So I mean, like, it's still trash like computer. This to actually them, but... seems a little bit more insulting to me. <laughs> because he's not just saying, oh, she's too like she's way finer than them. He he's like, well, she's not like simple like Michaela and yeah, Erica it's true, it's true. to be impressed by little old me. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, Stephanie, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, are you trying to like sabotage your own point? yeah anyway it was just it was weird i was like why did she make this comparison and i went back to twilight and i have twilight right next to me too because a lot of this stuff is just she she said at the beginning in the forward that five percent of the changes she made had to do with how simply because beau was a boy and five percent was like because of how they like develop cognitively differently but some of this stuff just doesn't it 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 doesn't sit well with me the way that it's the the changes that are that are made it feels very gendered but anyway so, he he says something else. I'm just like, why is he being so weird? Yeah. <laughs> he says that he shouldn't look forward to seeing Edith. He goes, spending more time looking at her, watching her lips move, marveling at her skin, listening to her voice, was certainly not going to help with that. So with, and what with the, the, that in question is, with unrealistic expectations for the rest of his life. For, for, for other women and girls for the rest of his life. And, like, you're going to sit there and tell me that you this girl is so beautiful and so perfect that you can't look at another pretty or beautiful girl and be like wow she's also pretty and beautiful like I don't understand again it it's this thing of like how will his attraction to Edith affect other girls or like his attraction to other girls Bella didn't have that Bella was just like Bella only had eyes for Edward and right. that's true yeah, like, that, and, and, and there, this kind of, like, obsession that he has with, like, wondering what, what about Edith is, that is kind of mirrored, mirrored, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. Bella was doing, but this whole thing of, like, this continuous comparison of, like, and how am I going to feel about other women for the rest of my life? I keep looking at her, and it's like, why does that matter? Right, like, first of all, it's just, it's just a weird thing to think, like, when you think about, like, your life, why are you concerned with how you're going to be ruined, how your, your palate is going to be ruined, for, yeah. for, for your taste in women's gonna be ruined by this one girl it, it's just it's very bizarre like he's letting himself off the hook here a little bit like you're the one objectifying this girl and you're the one basically holding her to a standard that no other girl according to you is gonna meet you're doing those things she is he's, not she's simply existing yeah yeah and like <laughs> and, and to be fair he is in like spending time with her and looking at her and and like he is putting himself in it, he's not taking himself entirely out of it. But you have a choice. Like, you can decide not to hold her on a pedestal a- in a way that, like, you know, leads you to look at other girls as if they're less than. You can make that decision. You can do that. You I believe in you both. You can do that. Like You can do it. You can simultaneously think she's the bee's knees and also... Not dunk on other girls that are not her. Like, you can chew gum and walk at the same time. Like, we saw Moonlight, and we can agree, the Mahershala Ali and also Tremonté Rhodes. Yes, okay. we, can. we We have that capability. Yes. Okay? Yes, Come on. Can. And we do. And we do. <laughs> Did we see something about Moonlight earlier today? I mentioned we Tremonti talking- Rhodes. Yes, okay. Yeah. As, As you, you should. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, so he's talking about like leaving the house and like getting to school. Charlie does the same thing for him that he did for Bella. He he put the snow chains on his car. Both reaction mm. is so different to Bella's reaction. Can I read it? Go ahead. <clears throat> I frowned, surprised that my throat suddenly felt tight. That wasn't the way it was supposed to work. I probably should have been the one to think about putting chains on his his tires. If I could figure out how to, if I could figure out how to do that. Or at least, I should have helped him with the chore. It wasn't his job. Ellipsis. Except that, actually, it kind of was. He was the parent. He was taking care of me. His son. That was how it worked in books and on TV shows. But it made me feel upside down in a strange way. Baby, that's the trauma. Mm -hmm. Baby, that is the trauma. That That is living your life with Renee. That is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that is, um, uh, trauma. The new fragrance from Renee. What's her last name? I feel like we said this last. Dwyer, time. I think. Last it's, I That's think. weird. It doesn't matter. I don't care that much. <laughs> um, by Renee, a terrible parent. Um, it like under like Bella's reaction was like, I felt emotional. So I looked it up. Bella's or I, I looked in the book. Bella says she wasn't used to being taken care of. Right, which fine, that's fair, and it's and it's also something that's very clear with how Renee and and Bella interacted. Like obviously she wasn't used to being taken care of. She was used to always being like, hey, like yeah, you know, almost kind of peers in a way, right? Yeah, but... and, I, and we and we kind of made fun of Bella because we were like, girl, just I mean. He doesn't want you to die. Like it's not like right. But this is before we because it, we had been a while since we re- yeah, re- yeah, read yeah, Twilight. Yeah, yeah. So like we forgot about all the trauma that Renee put her through. Right. But in retrospect, was... of course, we're like, oh my gosh! Like of course she felt that way. Yeah. She but wasn't used to being taken care of. But even that, like feeling emotional, like oh I don't, I'm not used to this. This is, this is kind of nice. Right. That is a normal, normal reaction, right? Like I feel like that uh, most people would have that kind of mm-hmm, reaction. Mm-hmm. Feels standard. Yeah. This reaction of being almost upset. He's like, yeah, this little He's like, how? Why didn't I think it? I should be putting the tire. I should be putting on his tires. Sir, you're 16. I, like, it's just this weird thing of, like, he's almost angry at himself and almost angry at Charlie. He's unsettled. Like, in the same way that we're like, Bella, he doesn't want you to die. Like, relax. Why should you feel unsettled because your father wants you to be safe? It's because he's entering into a relationship with a parent that he is not the parent. Right. He's entering into a relationship with a parent that now he's the child. Right. And his relationship with Renee has always been that he's the parent. He parented Renee. Right. His entire life. And now he's in a situation where he's not parenting Charlie. Charlie is parenting him. Right. And he's upset because he's like, wait a minute. You can't parent me, I'm parenting. Right, 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 And, like, what, him being, like, I should have been the one to put the t- chains on his tires. Mm-hmm. This man has been living alone for all this time. And also, he's lived in the same place his entire life. He knows how to put chains on his own tires. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need you to do that for him. And we're not talking about an older person. We're not talking mm-hmm. about a senior citizen who needs his, like, children to then, you know, like, once your parents hit a certain age, if you're around yeah. and you're able to, you help them out. He's Charlie's not old, no. Ch- like Charlie is not in a situation, and he's not helpless. He's not in a situation where he needs Bo to do those things. That the, the, like the fact that Bo was like, it should "I should, have th- why didn't I think of this to help him?" is actually is kind of wild and kind of like, baby, it's it's. When sad. was the last time that you got to like be a kid? Right, it's truly it's very sad. It's sad, and I was just like, wow. So there's one thing. One, his reaction of being like, wait, no. Like, this isn't how this is supposed to go. And and more importantly, like, because that's just, like, that's just not, that's just fundamentally untrue. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not how it's supposed to go. But also, it's almost like, it's almost like Stephanie Meyer said, I'm gonna hit him with it. Actually, it is how it's supposed to go. Right, right, right. Actually, I'm the child. He's trying to protect me, his son. And the thing there is, I feel like Bo let himself think something that he had for a long time been pushing out of his head. Mm -hmm. The entire time that he's talking about Renee, he's talking about how he takes care of her. He talks about what he gives to her. He doesn't talk about what she doesn't give to him. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time that he's talking about what he receives from a parent. Mm -hmm. And it just, it makes it so much more obvious what he's not receiving from Renee, Renee. Yeah. or what he never has received from Renee. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I'm glad that he had that moment of clarity where he's like, wait a minute. Actually, no, you know what? Actually, no this is right. Yeah. And of course, it's going to get swept under the rug, I think, because then this whole, like, car thing happens. But I'm glad that he had that moment, and I'm glad that she put it in because I feel like maybe she, re- re- you know, took a look at Twilight and said, wait a minute, Renee's actually super the, the worst, negligent, super the worst, super <laughs> negligent in her care quotation care of bella and it can't stand in this retelling at the same time i'm just wondering like is her kind of more negative view of renee in this telling having to do with the fact that renee is not fulfilling her duties as a woman in the life of beau do you know what i mean i i don't think so because i think that she's she's pretty unkind to her in twilight too no i don't think she is i think we read it we were unkind to her okay we can't put on Twilight. Well, we were on Kind to Renee. With Renee, it was very flippant. It was Renee just being Renee. It was very free-spirited, all this hairbrain, brain blah, blah. But there was never this clear, like, derelict in her duties. Right. As it is here. Yeah. And I wonder, is she derelict in her duties because Stephanie realized that Renee was derelict in her duties to Bella? Or is she derelict in her duties because... Her duties to a man in her life, even if that man is her son, are a little more serious than the, her duties to the woman in her life, which would have been her daughter. I think it's the first. I think she realized how badly Renee had okay. failed Bella because there's nothing in this telling that varies from the way she treated Bella. She It's the same exact the same treatment. treatment. It's just the perception is different. Right. Okay. It's the same treatment. And I feel like if it had been a commentary on Renee being... Like, her, her her treatment of Bo being a lot more like egregious than her treatment of Bella, then okay, the treatment would have been different. And it wasn't, you. I agree with you. Okay, at the end of the day, they're in a trash. Okay, so now moving on from that, that whole thing. Um, he goes to school. Obviously, this is when he realized the chains were on the car. He sees um Edith across like four cars over. And he sees that this car is coming towards him. And everything happens exactly the same, except when Edith knocked him over and, and, like, you know, saved his life, right? And there's that one part where the car was going to come back again and hit him again. The same thing that happened with Bella. In Twilight, he doesn't say anything. She says that she hears a low oath, and then the car stops. In this telling, he hears her say, come on, and then the car stops. Now, is it because it is unladylike to swear? Yes. Stephanie, what are you it's doing? It's also unladylike to like jump in front of a car, <laughs> right? If he dies, he dies. He dies. Um, he dies. He no, 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 no. He should be faster. <laughs> no, we only have me, I mean that. The thing is, Edward swore, but Edith is like, "Oh, come on!" And there's, there's no reason. For the there's change. no reason for the change. There's, there's no reason for no no the reason. change, except that it's unladylike to swear. And, and then I, I went through that whole section and be like, did everything else happen exactly the same? She says that Edward, in Twilight, she says that Edward has her in an iron-clad grip. Yeah. And he says, I must have been more traumatized than I thought because I I couldn't move. Like, she was holding him down and he couldn't move. He didn't realize that she was the one holding him down, mm-hmm. whereas Bella realized that he was the one who had her, like, this, like, huge grip. Mm-hmm. And it must have been because Edward, um, because Bella is so much smaller than Edward and he's maybe, because he's bigger than her, he's thinking, there's no way she's holding me down. Yeah. but. I remember because I remember that we were like, "Why is she using this kind of language?" Because it was very like, str- like strong, like containing language yeah. that she doesn't use for Edith or right. the, the way that Edith handled him Yeah. here. And I made this point with with um, with Bella and Twilight when everything was happening, like a lot was happening, right? There were people screaming, people crying, uh, all this stuff, and all she was concerned with was talking to him, telling him, "You weren't over near me." Yeah. Da-da-da-da. He has the same reaction here. Mm-hmm. And I had said before that they kind of set the tone for how her relationship to Edward is going to be, or it's always going to be about Edward. And I feel like this is going to kind of set the tone a little bit for how he's going to be with her, just kind of always only thinking about her. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like there's, there's kind of like something missing here, or maybe not something missing here, but it feels like there's, there's like a, an added piece that makes him seem to me, and this might be my own perception, makes him seem to me less obsessed than Bella was. Yeah. Do you yeah. get the same sense? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know what it is exactly. It's almost like he could walk away from this and And be fine. And be fine. And and I know that Stephanie in the in the forward, she also said that her uh because of Bo, the way that Bo thinks that the that it's less flowery and less descriptive, I guess. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's it. Maybe she seemed more obsessed with Edward because she talked about it more. Yeah. And with Bo, it was just like, okay. He thought about it. He didn't spend too much time on it. and But maybe that'll change by the end of it. But it kind of... Maybe that's it. Yeah. But it does feel like he's less obsessed with Edith than Bella was with Edward. Yeah. Because I think that... But also, he kind of... I feel. He kind of differentiates... It's almost like he separates Edith from her beauty. He's not obsessed with Edith yet. He's obsessed with her perfection. Right. So here... It's... So, okay. (laughs) Yep. He says... (laughs) She stared at me and something strange happened. It was like the gold of her eyes turned up, like her eyes were drugging me, hypnotizing me. It was devastating in a weird, exciting way. So, compelling. That's what I thought compelling, the same Compelling, right? Yes, because remember, okay, so in Twilight, Bella says, he unleashed the full force of his eyes on me. First of all, very stupid. But also, we're not talking about Twilight, but I'm still, I'm still going to take the time and just... Um, <laughs> but also... It sounds like compelling. It's way more... And for him to, for him to call it that, say, hypnotizing, is like it's like one of those things where you're like, Stephanie, Stephanie, you're saying too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also, these vampires don't compel. So, like... Well, they do now. Apparently. Edith compels, apparently. I guess that's, that's one of them changes we had to make. And so he goes... He's like, well, what? I want you to explain to me what happened. You were nowhere near me, blah, blah. Same thing. And she's like, just trust me, okay? And he goes, okay. Will you tell me everything later? She says, fine. He goes, okay. I mumbled, unable to process her mood swings. Did she have mood swings there? No. No. Also, I mean a little bit. Here's why. Because she went from looking anxious and being like, please, Bo, and then pleading with him and then him being like, Are you gonna and she goes, Okay, fine. Like, I think there is a little bit of Okay. It's not necessarily mood swings, but it's or changes, but it's like the way that she's speaking to him is changing from like come on, please, to like, oh, they're oh, fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Like, I think that's what sh- the way he's talking about. But one thing that I hate about this whole scene, it's not realistic at all. So it makes sense for Edward to save Bella because, like, he's he's a big guy and, and Bella's a tiny little thing. I feel like this would make a lot more sense if Bo was also petite. There's no reason for Bo to be 6'5", or however tall he is. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for it. Except... Stephanie Meyer wanting to put some weird, like, beauty standard on Beau that, like, you know, everybody—not everybody, but, like, you know, every, there's this whole thing of, like, tall guys or whatever. There's no reason for him to have been that tall. Even if he was taller than, like, your average guy, there was a reason for him to be, like, significantly taller. And also, there's a reason for her to be so petite then. She's very petite. She's very small. And if you have other vampires, if girl Emmett, Eleanor, if Eleanor is 25 feet tall— <laughs> You need to tell me that, like, Edith can't be a little tall? Why is she so tiny? She's small because that's... And, it, right. And But then why is she so big? It just doesn't make any sense. Like, and so it big. doesn't make sense. Like if, if, Okay, all right. So, okay, so let's set the scene. We're in the parking lot. We're like, oh my gosh, Bo's about to die. And and you have all of these people around him. The person to save him is going to be Edith Cullen. Tiny First of all, thing. tiny little thing. Also, kind of low-key a recluse because they don't talk to anybody. Like, I... It doesn't make sense. And you're right. It, it makes sense, Edward saving Bella. It doesn't make sense the other way around. And, like, somebody somebody would probably be like, oh, it's just because you guys are expecting women to, like, not save men in this, this kind of scenario. Not at and all. It's like, no. Not at all. The, diff- the The reason why is just that, like, Edward's sheer mass makes sense. Mm-hmm. And coming in and saving this girl. Edith is a tiny little creature. And it makes no sense at all for her, as small as she is, to come dashing out and saving him, who is like 23 feet tall. It just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense, it because, doesn't make sense. because if she wasn't a vampire, right, it would have been two people dead. <laughs> like, right. Like, exactly. Exactly that. So, like, it makes sense. So, again, because Edward is so much bigger than her... People could be like, "Oh yeah, no." As a as a dude who's broad-shouldered and like who's big and brolic, he came in and he saved her somehow, right? You say brolic, (laughs) New York son. But then she comes out. Don't make fun of me. But then she comes out tiny, tiny, and how is anyone buying it? Like the minute she came out and saved him, everybody else, everyone should have been like, "Oh." They're, they're vampires. vampires. <laughs> because how in the world is she that little? She's coming. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Not because she's. Cause. It, Cause had she, had it been another girl who she was saying whose life she was saving, and that girl was six feet tall, it still wouldn't it make, make sense. sense. Yeah. This is not about gender. This is not about who saved who. This is about the size. The, we're talking about strictly. We're st- we're stripping it down to the mechanics of it. How. Is somebody who's as small as Edith is going to save someone who's as big as Bob? It just doesn't add... It don't... Listen, the science does That's not support it. <laughs> it doesn't support it. That's true. That is true. But she insisted on Edith being little because, you know, t- it just doesn't make sense. Edith shouldn't be petite. If you wanted Edith to come in and save the day, Edith shouldn't be petite. Because in no circ- in no situation where she did not want to out herself as a vampire, would she... I mean, like, of course, if she had turned to royal and be like, yo, save him... Roy would have been like, no, or to like any other guys. You know what I'm saying? But if Eleanor has saved him, maybe. Right, because Eleanor is huge. That right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. If Eleanor had rushed in, and she's also tall enough to be like, and she's like, also athletic, long enough to be plays- like limber right. and like and nimble enough. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't look twice at it. I'd be like, she look, she big. Yeah. She and everyone was like, who saved and she Bo? Saved, and she saved him. But no, you have this type... Instead, you have Thumbelina save him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna keep talking about it. But it just, it just don't make sense. Yeah. And so then when they get, they get him out, and they, they're gonna take him away in, in the um, in the uh, I almost said the EMT car, the ambulance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's looking around. And he's like, he sees either the family, and he's like, oh, uh. So this is actually a point that I made the last time that he's looking at them, and he's like, oh, they, they looked uh they had emotions ranging from disapproval to fury but they held uh, their their faces held no concern for their little brother which was was about Edward in, in Twilight here it says the same thing their their expressions range from disapproval to fury but held no concern for their little sister's safety now he actually specifies which one yeah. so he says disapproval parentheses eleanor to fury parentheses royal and i why did she do that because this is—it's it's weird for him to go. Re, first of all, remembering their names after this experience, where it's—it's it's traumatic experience. He did hit his head, and also all of the adrenaline is rushing through your through your body. Yeah, I also feel like I am not a fan of parentheses of the usage of parentheses in novels. Mm-hmm. It did kind of downgrade. I was like, whoa. I'm not a fan of that. Like. Ooh, that's snobby. I'm. am I'm not snobby. I just realized. No, I. I said it. I said wrote it down. No, oh, okay. Snobby. I see. Okay. Or snobbish. I think that is, is a little snobbish. Um, but I, I. But you are snobby too. Yes. Fine. I just think that like it's weird. It doesn't like the reason why the reason why it's weird is this is that when you put parentheses in anything that you're writing, it's to indicate some kind of clarification to the reader, right? And if this is allegedly a story of a kid just thinking in his head, who is he clarifying for? Himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, she broke, that, she broke the fourth wall. Mark that, Bo. She broke It just makes no sense. Go make this, make this, uh, mark this for later. You, it just, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. Th- that's the only time, like, if I'm writing, if I'm, if I'm writing a paper, if I'm writing a letter, if I'm writing an email, and I'm using parentheses, it's to. For the c- benefit of the other person. It's for the benefit of the reader, because I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I was not going to bring that up, but then you brought it up, so I was just like, fine. So. I'm just <laughs> And then he's like, oh, he's like, all I could come up with, he's like, I'm trying to figure out, uh, find a logical explanation for what, what I what I saw. He's like, all I could come up with is that I was having a psychotic episode. I didn't feel crazy, but maybe crazy people always felt sane. Um, that didn't really seem necessary to me. Mm-hmm. Stephanie. She's very casual about the way she talks about, like, mental. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it yeah um and so then I realized something in this reading that I didn't notice or I didn't I don't think I noticed it in Twilight when they bring Taylor Taylor's the girl Taylor's girl Tyler Ta- when they bring Taylor into the into, which makes sense which makes sense that's a, that's, a na- that's a name that's name that's a name change that makes sense um the when they brought her in she was covered in bloody bandages and actually I went back to look to see if Tyler was co- covered in bloody bandages when he was brought in and he was and Bella had no reaction to the blood. Fake. And Bo had no reactions to the blood here. And they're probably I'm sure she's gonna have him still get queasy. Which yeah. I'm looking forward to either picking him up and taking him to the to Me the nurse's too. office. But I, I Like let's see how that's gonna pan out. But I also feel like that could be chalked up to the adrenaline uh, and the trauma okay. of what she just experienced. Alright. Um, or he just experienced. Okay. So the same thing happens. He's just chilling there while Taylor keeps apologizing for almost killing him. And then um Taylor's like, what happened? He said, Edith put, Edith shoved me out of the way. And then um, she goes, oh, I didn't even see her there. Then Edith comes to see him, and she's like, don't worry, I'm going to spring you. And then Dr. Cullen shows up. Okay, let's talk about his description cool of her. First of all, okay, so Bella describes Carlisle as um, looking like a movie star, an old-time movie star, blonde and beautiful, great. This man going to say, that Dr. Cullen, he says she was blonde and she was more beautiful than any movie star I'd ever seen. Like someone sliced up Audrey Hepburn, Grace Kelly, and Marilyn Monroe, took the best parts and glued them together to form one goddess. Now here is where I am at right now. Slice up women and gluing them together? Huh? What in the Edward Gein? <laughs> listen. Listen. What? In the My Favorite Murder, (laughs) listen, listen, that is crazy talk. I'm sorry to throw, I'm sorry to throw the word out, but that is, how can, why would you, why couldn't she say, why couldn't, okay, Stephanie, you could have written, she looked like a combination of Audrey Hepburn, Grace Kelly, and Madden Monroe. First of all, I want to just say you picked three white girls, and of course, dr cullen is white so okay you picked three white girls beautiful sure but now slice them up and glue them together i'm uncomfortable with that i'm also very uncomfortable with saying took the best parts of each right to make one goddess first of all <laughs> first of all you're not gonna sit here and act like these three women those three women they were gorgeous come on and you are gonna be like took the best parts there's an implication that there are bad parts to these women. Yeah. Bo, you added it again. Bo, you got me... <laughs> you got me messed up, Bo. For real. Bro, like... I just I, feel like... I just feel like a few things. Yes, there's the whole thing of, like, implica- I- implications that there are bad parts to these women. And that the bad parts should be thrown away. Right? Um, And, should, and only the good parts should be celebrated. Which is trash in and of itself. The violent imagery... Yes. ...conveyed in slicing up women and gluing them together, it is so uncalled for. And the reason why I say it's so uncalled for is that a combination of is a term that exists in the lexicon of everyone since forever, right? Mm-hmm. You could have, that was the first, That's that that was there, that was initial. You had to go around that. You had to purposefully... Actively go around a combination of, and get to slicing them up, and gluing them together. You had to make that choice. Why was that a choice? Why was that something you decided to do? Is Bo, like, is Bo? I, I, I don't understand. I'm worried for Edith. Me? Yes, I'm, I'm worried. For yes, I like that whole thing of, and this, this is what I'm saying. He keeps talking about her perfection. He's not even talking about her beauty, her presence. He keeps talking about her perfection, and then he gonna come out and say something like, "Take the three, the these three women, the best parts of them, and make one goddess." Like, and also I, I, yes, and like, and also, and like, not to be funny, but like I said <laughs> earlier, Ed, <laughs> that whole Edward Gein thing, right? How many serial killers? who later on killed tons of women start with this unnatural obsession with their own mother and this need to feel needed and be the caretaker and be the caregiver for their mother and then that then translates into like killing women down the line because they are not virtuous enough to compare to their mother or like whatever the case is right and like I'm not, I'm not sitting here and saying that Bo is a serial killer or that he will then become, but I do think that it's, it, like, this, this, it was a very callous way to say this. Like, I just don't know It wasn't understand. necessary. It's like you said, like she made a choice and she didn't have to make that choice. But in order to get to say that, she had to ignore very appropriate terms that she could have used for the same description, for the same thing. She, she could have said com- a combination of she could have said like a Audrey mix Hepburn, of Grace Kelly and and Marilyn Monroe all rolled up in one beautiful goddess or like, a callback to women like uh, Audrey Hepburn okay. you or she or she reminded me of all the best parts of blah 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 like it just but instead was unnecessary but instead you had your protagonist, protagonist
1: your, your boy, male
0: protagonist uh huh you had him say. That these three women were sliced up and, glued, and together. glued together to make one goddess. Violent imagery. And for, for no what? reason. And for, for what? For what? For what? Stephanie, what was the reason? Explain yourself. What, what was the reason? Again, I say, what, what was the reason? reason? <laughs> I'm so Gosh. done with her. I thought I couldn't get more annoyed with Stephanie Meyer than I was during Twilight. But apparently... And then this is. And and what's annoying, what's what's even more annoying about it is that, like, okay, I'm not saying that she gets a pass because of all of the problematic things within Twilight from when she wrote in 2003. But you mean to tell me that you wrote this in 2000, let's call it 2015. It was published in 2016. Let's call it, it was written in 2015, Mm -hmm. right? Because according to you, it was to celebrate the 10 year anniversary of when Twilight came came out, which was 2005. You mean to tell me that you wrote this in 2015. With, all, with everything that has happened in, be- in that decade, a lot has happened, particularly when we're talking about, like, women's, um, of, you know, abuse and, like, and violence towards women, and you decide that it is appropriate to have your protagonist say something like this, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And then especially because she's writing this story supposedly in defense. Mm-hmm. Of a female protagonist and saying that, oh, y'all are whack, y'all are sexist because y'all think that a, that a girl vampire and a boy vampire or, and a boy human, this would be a whole different story. Y'all just sexist because Bella's a, a damsel in distress, that's what y'all always going the car. No, you mad because they talked about your protagonist. Mm-hmm. And you, as we know, Bella is you. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. There's so much. There's so much, and I get also in the no, not the forward. In the 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 thank yous, like the beginning of the book, she says she thanks her sons for letting her, for letting her have the the teenage boy experience. Somebody check on something. No, me not. <laughs> <laughs> Cease and desist. Stop talking to my sons. I I I gotta tell you the imagery that I got when when I read this it one was horrible. Was yes, but also was like. You know the in Toy Story where what's his name Max. Sid Sid? Why do they think Max? Anyway, Sid, Max is a bad kid name. Yeah, that is. Um, with apologies to all the Maxes out there. So um, Sid would take the toys and like combine like. Mm-hmm. The, that's what I thought of. Yeah. Like, that's the imagery that that painted for me. And he was also, he's also demonic. <laughs> demonic. Yeah. Maybe it, not during like Women's History. Is it Women's History Month? It is right. So I should know this um that's all right i'm leaving it in i'm leaving it in i'm not perfect i'm not (laughs) no you're not i'm not oh okay during women's history month stephanie how dare you how dare you she's like i I don't have any control of when you read my book (laughs) okay um do you have anything else on there yes i'll be quick about this I, i or i will try um she says that that dr Cullen. what's what's dr Cullen's name by the way do we know doesn't matter i don't think so. dr cullen okay dr cullen um i'm gonna call carla for now so carla <laughs> um it says that, that carla's cool fingers probed lightly along her, my skull she noticed when i winced and it just dawned on me that a physician is not the right profession or it's a weird profession for someone with like perpetually cold hands um why did no one why did no one pick up on that and then also and then that immediately made me think of like Every time, she, in between patients, her rubbing her hands together to like get gather some warmth. Um, That's probably what happens. But also, the thing is, <laughs> she comes I, I don't in think rubbing it's her like... hands And they're like, she's so responsible. Every time she comes in, she's always um de- um sanitizing her hands. Right, she's <laughs> rubbing her hands. Together. I think the thing is though. I think that that um, uh, it is kind of I guess it is kind of a weird professional but not. Not exactly, because I think that people, or at least me, um, I associate with hospitals as kind of a colder temperature. Yeah, and like also she's very pale, so they probably think she's anemic. Yeah. So, I'm like we don't need to linger here. I just wanted to like. Okay. Um. So this is something that I noticed that some of the adjectives that she uses changed between Twilight to Life and Death. Uh, God, I keep saying that life, life and Death. Life and Death. death. Because. In in Twilight, it says Bella keeps scowling at Edward when he's like watching her get examined. She he doesn't scowl at Edith at all. Yeah. At all. Because, you know, you're not supposed to do that, right? But um, and even even the way that, that Edward responds to Bella in Twilight, he's that he he speaks to her kind of smugly. hmm She never uses the word smugly to describe anything that Edith does. Yeah. And by this point in Twilight, she's used the word smugly several times. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because she needed a better thesaurus. She doesn't use that kind of language, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's interesting because I I think that it makes it makes Edith more likable. Yeah. For me, it makes Edith more likable, but also I think makes her more um, docile. Docile. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I wasn't say pliable, but docile. It makes her more docile. Mm-hmm. And you ain't slick. You you not slick. We catch you, Stephanie. Okay. So then he says, "I want to speak to you." right the way the, the whole covers this is why i have twi- what why i have to me because this whole conversation that they had is very different nice nice um for benefit of radio the cover <laughs> of kathy's twilight book just ripped off or finally came off do you want me to read from life and after and you read from twilight yes okay. yeah okay so here here i'm gonna go here first of all the same thing happens where she she in Twilight, Bella feels like the doctor knows what's going on. She goes, oh, the doctor's in on it. Except she says, she says, my intuition flickered. The doctor was in on it. It made me sure the doctor was in on it. The language is different, right? Mm-hmm. Because if my intuition flickered, sounds a little bit hippy-dippy. I actually think that that's probably just, she's gotten better writing. Okay. Over the years. Okay. Personally, um, I don't think it's like, uh, specifically, a dig at Bella. Understood. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll accept that. <laughs> like, you don't have a choice um i edit so. <laughs> which is good for you guys because i get weird um so bella tries to speak to him and in twilight he goes no nah, no nah, i'm good and then she says i'd like to speak with you alone if you don't mind i pressed and beau says i need to speak with you alone i pressed the way they're speaking to each other is different it is different yeah okay in twilight She says that he he goes fine. He 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 stalks off, and she has to run to catch up with him. In life and after, she says. life and death, I'm sorry, Kathy. (laughs) In life and death, he says that um that that she takes she stalks off, and he says as long as my legs are, I nearly had to run to keep up. Which just doesn't track. It doesn't track. He's six foot three. It doesn't track. He's six three. It doesn't make sense. Unless she was not trying to hide the fact that she's a vampire. Which at this point, I feel like in Twilight, it's a secret that they're vampires. And in life and death, it almost feels like an open secret. (laughs) Right. It's almost like, all right, don't look at them. Don't look at them. They're doing their vampire thing. Don't look at them. (laughs) They bring money to the town, they bring cryptocurrency, we don't say anything about it. What was it that they brought in, oh, they brought internet to the town. <laughs> so they let them have their sex cult because they brought internet. I wonder, okay, yep, okay, go ahead. Okay, no, that, that needs to be, that needs to be contextualized. So in, when we were reading Twilight, we said that the town allowed them to have their sex cult, which is what a group of adults, they were all adults. Or adult uh, adjacent Uh, living together it seemed like um that they allowed them to do it because they brought internet to the town yeah um so now (laughs) i guess it's cryptocurrency (laughs) um okay as they're talking he says she's like what do you want um and he goes well you owe me an explanation but first of all he says her her unfriendliness intimated into sorry. Intimated. <laughs> her unfriendliness intimated... that I was not welcome for this into this conversation. <laughs> her friendliness. Intim- Unfriendly. <laughs> Let me read it. Her unfriendliness intimidated me. Thank you. Um, Shall I continue? Yeah. My my words came out with less certainty than I planned. You owe me an explanation. I reminded her. Okay. So in Twilight, she says my my words came out with less severity than I'd intended and it's like he made her second guess herself in Twilight and here in, in Life and Death he feels kind of like he's second guessing himself but not because of her but because right. of himself right there's no guess <laughs> there's, there's the way he exactly the way the way they talk to each other is different so that guess like peace is that, missing that like making her feel like she's crazy is missing because like, that's the thing is right like I, I've seen a lot of things where people like, oh, people use gas overuse gaslight. But he actually did gaslight her because he made her believe that she was crazy because he insisted on that the truth that she was saying was not the actual truth. In this in Life and Death, she doesn't do that. That doesn't exist. He doubts his own story himself because he believes that like it sounds un- unreal, unlike unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But at no point is he doubting his story because she's treating him like he, his story is right. unreal. Um, and so there is the difference. And so then when he says to her um, in Twilight, he says to her um, she says, you owe me an explanation. He goes, I saved your life. I don't owe you anything. Edith tells him the same thing. Mm-hmm. Real spicy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bella's response to him is, you promised. Bo's response to Edith is why are you acting like this? Mm-hmm. It's very different. Because he's putting it, he's turning it and putting it back on her. Why are you being this way? Right? Which is what how it should have happened in Twilight. But in Twilight, that's not what happened. She said, like, You promised Yeah. You know, girl things. Yeah. And so then he tells her in Twilight, Bella, you hit your head, you know what you're talking about. This conversation doesn't change. But there was a difference in how he talks about what he's observing in her. So Bella says, My temper flared because he was telling her that she hit her she hit her head. In life and death, he says her anger only made me more sure that I was right though. Bella doesn't have that moment where she goes his insistence that something else happened or his anger about me bringing this up makes me think that he's covering something up. He's making it up. No, she's like nah, he's making me feel crazy. crazy." And so she acts in a very emotional way and Bo doesn't react in this emotional way. So Edward tells Bella, what do you think happened? And this is when it starts. It came out in a rush. All I know is that you weren't anywhere near me. Tyler didn't see you either, so don't tell me I hit my head too hard. That van was going to crush us both, and it didn't, and your hands left dents in the side of it, and you left a dent in the other car, and you're not hurt at all, and the van should have smashed my legs, but you were holding it up. I could hear how crazy it sounded, and I couldn't continue. I was so mad I could feel the tears coming. I tried to force them back by grinding my teeth together. Okay, she he, he, she asked him, what do you think happened, and what did he say? It was hard to say the words out loud where I could hear the crazy. It, sh- it shook my conviction, but I tried to keep my voice even and calm. I know that you weren't standing next to me. Taylor didn't see you either, so it's not concussion damage. That van was going to crush us both, but it didn't. It looked like your hands left dents in the side of it and your shoulders left a dent in the other car, but you're not hurt at all. The van should have s- smashed my legs, but you were holding it up. It just kept sounding worse and worse. I couldn't continue. Now the way that the way that they describe these things are very different. Bella says, this happened. you did this and you did this and you did that and this happened. He tells her, it looks like you did this, 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 and this, and this happened. It's very different because Bella is speaking from a place of a very emotional place. Mm-hmm. and she's saying like this is what happened, and it's very it's much easier for someone to say, that's not what happened and you know that that sounds crazy. When he says it appears that this is what happened, someone could say, well, you thought wrong. You saw wrong. Not you're crazy and making it up. Right. And so even even the way she delivered it, she said, it rushed out of me. He took a moment. To make sure his his words were even and calm. He poised himself. Right. She was frantic like a woman. But also, honestly, yeah. And he was even keeled and calm. Like a man. But also, her reaction was a lot more rooted in how people actually respond to traumatic um, events. Yes. His reaction is not a normal reaction. Which leads me to believe, and Stephanie, you have the rest of this book to prove me wrong, that Beau is a sociopath. And any emotion that Beau shows is because he's mimicking other people. <gasps> you think? Um, That's where I'm at right now. Okay. All right. Hot take of the chapter, What was <laughs> associated. But hey, it's it's totally possible. Bella's reaction is at like when you. It's normal to have an emotional reaction when you've had a traumatic experience, right? And like and you, like staring life, like you're about to die, staring death in the face, right? Staring life, staring, staring. life in the face too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> gang, gang, Um it is. You have an emotional reaction, and that doesn't that. Having an emotional reaction does not, is not um, limited or is not restricted to just women, just girls. Like, if you, like, men have emotional reactions to um, an and all manner of person on the, you know, on the spectrum. Everyone has, people have emotional reactions to traumatic experiences. And that's not, so, like, the only people who don't have emotional reactions are people who do not have, who's, who's, who's center right in their brain that manages emotional reactions doesn't work in the same way as everybody else's for whatever reason in beau's case mm-hmm. sociopathy sociopathy yeah so socio sociopathy I think. you know what i'm saying yeah i do and like the thing is too that beau hasn't had any moments where he's like having this huge emotional reaction he has been very rationalizing throughout but, like, there's, like, that part in the beginning where he's talking about how he o- he's overthinking. He's like, oh, you know, like, what if people's, the way that I see a color is not the same way that other people see a color. That's, that's something that I feel like is lost. Like, that, in this chapter, that should have been off the charts. He should have been, like, th- overthinking every single thing. Which is why him seeing everything that was happening makes a little bit more sense to me than Bella having seen everything that was happening or paying attention to everything every little detail because that is the way that he processes information Mm -hmm. he makes sure that he grabs as much information as possible and then tries to figure it out in his mind that didn't happen here he decided he knew what happened he stuck to it he didn't second guess himself until he actually had to say it out loud simply because he knew how far-fetched it was it just, it doesn't make sense to me that this is the same guy. And I can come back to that because that's the example they gave. this are, Do they see the same color as me? Is, is, does, when I smell vinegar, do they smell flowers? Like, where is that rumination right now, sir? You left it in chapter one. But uh, I mean, I, I, I also feel like, you know, like people have different reactions to trauma, but like the adrenaline, the adrenaline that like comes along with something like this, that's not different. The adrenaline is going to heighten something that's already there, though. Like, it's not going to just cause something to happen. It's not going to just cause, like, bring about a different person. Unless we're talking about someone who has, like, a multiple personality uh, 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 situation where different traumas are going to bring about about different things in those people. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we're talking about. It's just, it's happening differently because Bo is a boy. And Stephanie was like, no, no, it's going to be the same thing. It's not the same thing. And so Edith her her whole thing she says to him she does say to him after he says you know what he says she goes you think i lifted a van off you her tone questioned my sanity but there was something off it was like a line delivered by a skilled actor so hard to doubt but at the same time the frame of the movie screen reminded you nothing was actually real that was a really weird thing to say because in twilight she goes he delivered the line like a skilled actor what was this about the frame right right um but then he goes i just nodded once and she smiled and mockingly said, nobody will believe that, you know. And he's like, I'm not going to tell anybody. Same thing that Bella told Edward. And he's like, oh, no, my man, Bo. He says, she scowled at me and I stared back. Thoughts scattered by how beautiful her anger was. You know, you going to mess around and get cut one day, Bo. <laughs> You're going to mess around and get cut one day. How beautiful her anger was? See, that is some male behavior. Because I cannot say how many how many times did we say when Edward said to her something, he scowled at her, he changed his mood, he yelled at her, he did this and that. We never said... First of all, she, there were times where she was taken aback by it. She was like, oh, hold on a second. She was never drawn in by his anger. Mm-hmm. She was disturbed by his anger. She was drawn in by his face. Right. She was drawn in by his voice. She was drawn in by his scent. She was never drawn in by his anger. So for you to sit there and be like, her anger made her more beautiful. I was distracted by how beautiful her anger was. That is some male behavior. That is bull. That is bull. A woman has never has never seen a man become angry and say, oh, this is beautiful, okay? No, that isn't a normal reaction. That isn't a normal reaction. I'm, and, it, and it's so upsetting to me that he's like, her anger... Thoughts scattered about how beautiful her anger was. How beautiful her anger was? She should kill him. Mm-hmm. She should have killed him right there in the hospital taking everybody out. Whatever she needs to take out. Like, get... Yo, become Ripper Edith, bro, like... Ripper Edith. How beautiful her anger was, this Uh uh-uh he might be a sociopath you might be right you might be right anyway so that's that's their conversation and she said, well i hope you like disappointment and then she leaves okay no he says to her if you were gonna be like this about it why did you even bother in twilight bella says so why did you even bother he still put he put it on her and i don't feel that she gaslit him at all and when she leaves he doesn't he doesn't there's no sense that he's just like oh i feel like I was lied to, or I feel like, like he does tell her, I want to know why I'm lying. I don't like to lie and I want to know why I'm lying. There better be a good reason for it. And she's kind of like, well, I hope, I hope you, you like disappointment because you're not about to get nothing from me. Boom. Okay. But he, she leaves and he's just kind of like, Wow. What a woman. Like, I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he just, he's not standing there like, am I, am I bugging? Is it, is it, do I need, like, is it concussion? He's like, no, he, he has been, ma- he's made it very clear it's not concussion. And I know exactly what happened. It's just, no. And I'm not saying I want it, I want Bo to be gaslit, but I am saying that Bo wasn't gaslit because he was a boy. And like, Stephanie, you got a husband and like three sons. You don't know how to gaslit a man? You don't know how to gaslight a man? <laughs> actually that's a good point hey listeners uh send us messages on how podcast. Like man <laughs> anyway um he goes home and charlie's like well you, you should call renee he's like you told mom same reaction he's like was in hysterics of course and then he's like well he was obsessed with edith and the idea of edith and all this stuff and he's like well i'm gonna take some time and go to bed and then that was the first night he dreamed of edith Cullen. and i i'm annoyed and I'm still wondering how they're going to do this Port Angeles thing. They're probably not. I don't know, because a big part of it is, like, going dress shopping and all this other stuff. And, and, and not just that, but, but what happens in Port Angeles to Bella is a very gendered, gendered thing that happens. It is. And, like, anyway, whatever. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. It's Chapter 8. Port Angeles Chapter 8. We're going to see, we'll see what happens. Anyway, bye. us. <laughs>